right, good morning. It's morning in the mountains. This is the sports in the Smokies edition. Not that there's a whole lot of sports left after COVID-19. We'll talk about that and a little bit of sports that are going on in just a minute. We now have our own magazine. Our prints are located in shops, gas stations, hotels, ballparks, all over the Smoky Mountain region. We offer a concierge service for cabins, hotels, resorts, and individuals. A portion of any of our services or ad space may be applied as ticket value to the cost of any service or ad you book through us. Contact our marketing today for a free initial consultation. Email marketing at mountainfunlive.com. It's Friday the 13th and it's your lucky day because you're here with Sports in the Smokies. Uh, it's been a very interesting 48 hours. There's been a lot of changes going on in the world of sports. And we're going to talk about that here in a couple of minutes. We're going to start off with high school sports because unlike just about everybody else, the kids in high school are still playing sports, which is kind of cool. So we've had a busy, busy week as spring sports have started out. And uh, as always, you can catch us here on Facebook Live every Friday. You can catch us on Roku. You can catch us on YouTube. Or you can catch any of our podcasts. They're available on Spotify and iHeartRadio and all the other places where you normally find your podcasts. And also all of our archives are up there as well. So if you miss a show, and why would you do that, you can always catch up and see what we've been up to. Um, and don't want to forget to talk about Captain Accurate, his weather forecast every uh, weekday, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m., filling us in on what's coming, plus special announcements throughout the day as needed. So let's go ahead and focus on our sports for today. And like I said, we're going to talk about high school sports, and we're going to lead off with the opening of three seasons. Sp spring sports, we primarily get softball, baseball, boys soccer, and then we also get some track and tennis and some other sports along the way. So Monday we had several games uh, for softball. Seymour High School took on Alcoa High School in softball. They came up on the short end of a 22-3 score there. Uh, Gatlinburg-Pittman went to Carter and lost 7-0. Union County and Northview went at each other. Union County coming on top 11-0. And then Pigeon Forge took on Gibbs at Gibbs and came up just a bit shy at 21-0. to zero. So not a great start for our softball teams. Uh, in baseball, Sevier County beat Morristown West 4-1. That was a nice game. Uh, Gatlinburg-Pittman traveled up to Washburn to open their season with a doubleheader. They won both halves of that, 12-0 and 9-0. Seymour went to Jeff County and came out with a win at 12-5. And then uh, Kings Academy went to Carter and lost 10 to nothing. So that was all on Monday, got our season off to a nice start. Tuesday in soccer, Sevier County took on South Doyle High School and won three to two. And in baseball, Seymour beat Jeff County two to one. And uh, baseball, Sevier County beat Morristown West in their second match, 14 to three. So we had a good day on Tuesday. Uh, we did have one game on Wednesday. This was the Play for the Cure tournament, and uh, Sevier County beat West Green 10-3. to 
So that brings us up current to yesterday. And yesterday, despite some clouds, we had a couple of soccer matches and softball and some uh, baseball going on as well. So we're going to talk first about softball. And we were at that game and got some footage. And if you want to go ahead and roll that while I talk about it. So we had uh, Sevier County taking on Seymour at Sevier County. And it was all Seymour right from the very beginning. Uh, Seymour dominated by the third inning. It was 12 to two, but we get to watch where uh, Sevier County got their two scores. Got a nice uh, triple. Uh, and then after the triple, advanced the base runners with that single. And then you'll see the missed pitch coming up here in a second. And uh, runner from third makes it home. And uh, it was a nice game. Here's the triple that we were just talking about. Whoop, got a little bit of noise there. And we'll see the runners advance. And there she goes, getting the first score in. And then we'll see the, the uh, missed pitch that I was talking about. There it is, pitch is bobbled. Runners advance. So it was a very uh, lopsided game, but it went okay. Uh, then we had a soccer match between Sevier County and Alcoa. This was played at the Sevier County Soccer Annex, and uh, we'll roll some footage from that game. Uh, Sevier County dominated eight to nothing. So if you want to go ahead and roll that. There we go. And you can see they're working to try to get some more uh, points in, but uh, Alco is playing some pretty tough defense with a nice little bit of uh, passing the ball handling here, but it did not end in a score. The uh, shot went wide. Nice shot, though. Nice try. Good thought. So, again, the game ended 8-0 for Sevierville, and that makes them 2-0 on the season. Had a couple of baseball games as well. Gatlinburg-Pittman lost to Claiborne County High School 8-1, and then Pigeon Forge lost at Anderson County 2-1. So that brings us up to date on high school sports. We're going to take a real short break now, and then we'll talk about what's left of college and professional sports after COVID-19. So hang on, we'll be back in just a minute. Want more Mountain Fun Life? We are now streaming through Roku. Uh, we hit Roku is a device that enables you to stream entertainment to your TV through your internet provider. The starting price is only $29, and you can purchase one either online or through your local electronics retailer. It's easy to use, and you won't have to worry about missing any more Mountain Fun Life episodes. Mountain Fun Life, guiding your adventure. Welcome back. So, let's talk professional sports, or rather, the lack of professional sports. I'm going to start off with some announcements from some of the different sporting agencies. And, by the way, as, as always, you're free to leave comments and ask questions, because we're going to talk about what's happening in sports and in the uh, world and the United States in general as we deal with this COVID-19. So starting off with the Smokies, they released a statement yesterday 
And the statement says, in light of the current coronavirus outbreak, and after consultation with medical professionals and our partners at Major League Baseball, Minor League Baseball will delay the start of the 2020 championship season. We will continue to monitor the developments and will announce additional information about the 2020 season at a later date. We will work with Major League Baseball and our community partners to resume play as soon as it is safe to do so. The health and safety of Minor League Baseball fans, players, and executives is our top priority, and our thoughts are with those around the world who have been affected by this outbreak. So, Minor League Baseball is indefinitely postponed. Major League Baseball is doing the same thing. And uh, the SEC also released a statement, and their statement is, uh, based on the latest developments and the continued spread of the coronavirus, COVID-19, the Southeastern Conference today announced the cancellation of the remainder of the 2020 men's basketball tournament in Nashville. So, the men's tournament has been canceled. Uh, Kentucky, who won the regular season, was awarded the bid to uh, the NCAA tournament, which has also been canceled. NCAA statement. Today, NCAA President Mark Emmert and the Board of Governors canceled the Division I men's and women's 2020 basketball tournaments, as well as all remaining winter and spring NCAA championships. This decision is based on the evolving COVID-19 public health threat, our ability to ensure events do not contribute to the spread of the pandemic, and the impracticality of hosting such events at any time during this academic year, given ongoing decisions by other entities. Now, I want you to pay attention to that last phrase, ongoing decisions by other entities, because that's going to be uh, crucial to what we're about to talk about. All right, so that was the NCAA, and they didn't just cancel March Madness. They canceled all spring championships, okay? There is a possibility that in a couple of weeks, as things shake out, we may start playing some games, but as far as having championships, they're not going to happen this year, okay? All right, so let's talk about professional sports. So far, the PGA has suspended play. They canceled the remaining, remainder of the Players' Championship, and they're holding off on any other tournaments for a couple of weeks. Major League Baseball has delayed the start of their season. Uh, the NBA started off saying they would hold games without fans, because I guess they're kind of used to doing that, but they're going to cancel games. Uh, Major League Soccer is going to suspend play. They're going to hold off on starting their season. The NHL, the same way. NASCAR has said that they will continue to race for the next two weeks, but fans won't be allowed to show up at the race. That disappointed all 12 of the remaining NASCAR fans. Um, oh, and the XFL also canceled the last half of their season. Uh, they did not specifically say it was due to coronavirus, so uh, we'll just give them the benefit of the doubt. So professional sports for all intents and purposes is done for the next three to four weeks. So we'll talk about that and what kind of impact that's going to have in just a moment. But the list is growing. Disney has shut down Disneyland and California Adventure in California. And they've also announced that they are shutting down the uh, Walt Disney World, all theme parks and resorts in Orlando. Universal is shutting down their theme parks, although they are going to keep uh, CityWalk open for a little while. 
Dollywood canceled their media event, which was scheduled for today. However, the last word I got is they are still planning on opening up the park for season ticket holders today and for general admission tomorrow. That could change, and if we hear anything, of course, we will post it on our Facebook page as soon as that word goes out. Broadway has shut down. No more plays on Broadway for the next couple of weeks. Uh, UT has canceled in-person classes. Once they get back from spring break, they will not be going to uh, whole classes on campus. Instead, they will go to an all online format. They're uh, going to have virtual classes to match their virtual degrees, apparently. Um, there are two states that I know of, Maryland and Ohio, that have canceled all classes for K through 12 for the next couple of weeks to try to get ahead of this. Um, the list goes on and on of closings, postponements, and cancellations, all based on COVID-19. And we need to take a minute and kind of talk about what's going on and why it's happening, because there's a lot of misinformation out there. There's a lot of fear out there. There's a lot of people worried and they don't really know what's coming. So let's talk about that for a little bit and see if we can put it into perspective, because there's going to be a tendency as you hear of all these things closing to start to say to yourself, all these pieces are falling into place. All these places are closing down. We're starting to restrict travel. We're starting to see a whole lot of, of uh, really over-the-top reactions. Maybe this really is serious. Maybe there's something to it. Maybe I should be scared, okay? You got to realize something that what you're seeing is more or less a domino effect. In other words, one action taken starts to spread ripples and it starts to build a momentum. And as that happens, they're thinking the same thing you are. Well, if they're shutting down, this must be serious. Maybe we should shut down too. And as they shut down, then the next chain, the next link in the chain does the same thing and the next link. And pretty soon you start seeing what we're seeing right now. Everybody is closing down. Everybody is shutting down. We're seeing people being restricted to their homes. We're seeing all kinds of stuff going on. And the problem is it may be an overreaction. Now I say maybe, I have my own opinion on that and I will share that with you in a little bit. But before I do that, let's start talking about some facts, what we know, okay? So we're gonna start off with coronavirus. What is it? Uh, COVID-19 is a new strain of coronavirus. What does that mean? It's a new strain of the same virus that causes the common cold, okay? So this is what we're talking about. When you strip away all the hype and all the fear and all the uh, emotion, we're talking about a cold. It can be a very severe cold, but it's a cold, okay? So that's where we start off with. It's a coronavirus, it's the common cold. So where did it all start? Wuhan province in China. We've heard a lot about what happened there. Um, you've got to understand a couple of things. One, the news coming out of Wuhan was controlled by the Chinese government, okay? That's their news agencies controlled by the government. So what came out is what they wanted to come out. And that created its own level of fear because we didn't know what was real, what wasn't real. And when you have an unknown, you begin to develop fear. So the disease came out of Wuhan. We started seeing stuff around the edges 
and coming out of what were called unofficial sources of people dropping dead in the streets, hospitals in chaos, uh, lots of rumors, and not a whole lot of really hard, uh, solid information. So we started off with this new cold that turned out to have some fairly severe effects on populations that are at risk. And those populations are the elderly, people with compromised immune systems, or people who already have issues uh, relating to the respiratory system. So it came out of China and it caught in the news cycle. And by that I mean it was a story that gathered attention, it got a reaction, it got ratings, okay, as bottom line. People were interested, people wanted to know more, and so it became elevated by media, and that's their job, to pick a story that people want to know more about and really push it. And so that's what they started doing. One of the things that happens when you're going to grab eyes and grab clicks when you're online and get ratings is you want to make sure that the story has, for lack of a better word, a wow factor. It'll grab attention. And the way to do that is with a dramatic headline. So when you see a headline that says, you know, cases spreading, it's like, uh-oh, I better take this serious, the cases are spreading. Now spreading could be one guy had it yesterday, three guys have it today. Ah, oh, okay, no big deal. But that headline doesn't grab your attention. Cases triple. Three guys have it when one guy had it yesterday. Okay, now I gotta worry. So as part of the natural outgrowth of you know, journalism and competing for people's attention, the story got bigger. So as we keep going, um, hang on a second, just got a comment. Whoop. Hey, I'm playing Frank, knocking stuff down. Uh, Walter State has moved classes online next week, and that's a perfect example of the domino effect that I'm talking about. Tennessee went to online classes. Walter State is going, well, Tennessee's doing it. We should probably do it as well. So they've done it as well. So thank you for that comment. And again, any news and information that you want me to pass on, send it in a comment and we'll post it and we'll talk about it and any questions that you have as well. So coronavirus is a cold. If it gets into a person who has a, a weakened immune system or a weakened respiratory system, it can cause serious complications and pneumonia. It's important to point out, and I believe the CDC reported this yesterday, that the average age of those who have died from coronavirus is 80. Okay? That kind of tells you it's following the typical progression that we see from upper respiratory infections where it's the elderly and the young that are particularly at risk. So, and that doesn't mean they're the only ones at risk, but that does kind of give us an idea of how strong the disease is. So when we got into the point where it started spreading and coming out of China, we realized, yes, this is going to go global. One of the tricky things about this particular strain, the COVID-19 strain, is it has a long period of latency, which means you can have it and be sick for two to about 10 to 14 days before you show any symptoms, but that whole time you're contagious. Now, what that means when you're looking at the spread of disease is you're never going to be able to quarantine it, okay? If people can walk around for two weeks infectious and not even know that they're sick, there's no way to quarantine them. So they're going to be spreading it. So 
that's one of the things that makes this uh, of concern is it's going to be very difficult to quarantine. And that's what we're seeing right now. As cases pop up all over the United States, uh, what we're discovering is you know, the genie is already out of the bottle. The disease is already out there in the public. So, and people are concerned and in my opinion, overly concerned because again, we're still talking about a cold. So, as the disease got out and as the headlines grew and as concern grew, you started seeing people taking precautions. People started, I don't wanna use the word panic because they're not really panicking, but they are making decisions based out of fear and lack of factual knowledge. Uh, just as a couple of examples, all the people that you saw walking around wearing masks. I was in Orlando uh, a couple of weeks ago on vacation at Disney, and I saw people wearing surgical masks. Surgical masks are a wonderful thing for surgeons because they prevent any infection that the surgeon has from getting into the patient that's lying on the table cut open. That's what a surgical mask does. It does nothing to protect the wearer from outside disease. But people were scared, people were concerned, they didn't have good information, so they went out and grabbed them. They went out and grabbed dust masks and respirators. And for the most part, they're not gonna do you any good. If you have weakened lungs, if you have a suppressed immune system, then a respirator that has an actual protection factor, and the, number, the name that you're looking for is an N95, which is the paper dust mask, it has a small protection factor. It will do two things. One, if somebody comes over and coughs in your face, it will protect you. Two, if you might be sick and you cough, it's gonna protect the people around you. That's what it's gonna do. So, but now you can't find them anywhere. Why not? Because people panic bought. Same thing with toilet paper. An Australian DJ made a joke that we need to get, stock up on toilet paper in case the, the uh, economy collapses, and now you can't find toilet paper anywhere, except at my house. We tend to buy in bulk. So, this is what's going on. People are afraid. People are, don't have the knowledge, don't have the facts, I guess is the best way to put it, and don't have the context to put them in. So let's try to put some context to all of this and see what we're actually talking about. Uh, Ohio just announced that they're closing K through 12 schools for a couple of weeks, just shutting them down. Ohio has five confirmed cases, but one of their government officials said they estimate they've got 100,000 cases that they haven't heard of in the state. Now, five cases known, that's a known problem. We can deal with that. We don't have to take any extreme actions, but when you start saying, I've got 100,000 cases out there that I don't know about, but that I'm assuming they're there, now, solid sudden closing schools sounds like a reasonable precaution, doesn't it? But let's go back. There are five actual cases in Ohio, five. And they just shut down all the schools in the entire state for a couple of weeks. Uh, Maryland has also closed their schools for the next couple of weeks. 80% of the, this is coming from the CDC and I highly encourage anybody who's interested in this to go to the CDC website and get their guidelines and then do some research with call your family doctor if you can get through and see what he has to say uh, I tend to travel in uh, my friends are nerds I'll just put it that way my friends are nerds I have a lot of science friends a lot of doctor friends and I've talked with them and uh, 
that's what I base my opinions on this on. But 80% of the people who get this uh, COVID-19 will have mild to no symptoms at all, okay? So start with there. 80% will either have mild, a mild cold or no symptoms at all. If you've had the sniffles or a mild cold anytime in the last four or five months, there's a possibility that you've already had COVID-19 and never even knew about it, okay? You're hearing on the news that lots of celebrities are now showing up and saying, oh, yep, I've got it, I've got it. Uh, who was it the other, uh, Tom Hanks and his wife just tested positive. The wife of Canada's prime minister just tested positive. She's got it. They may have had it for weeks. They may have it now. They may have a small cold, but 80% of the people that get it either like cold or won't even know that they've had it. Okay. So start off, take a deep breath. 80% of you, if you get it, either you won't know it or you'll think it's just a small cold. Okay. Now for the remaining 20%, most of them are going to get a severe cold. They're going to know that they've got a bad cold, fever, headache, stuffy nose, cough, the whole nine yards, but it's just going to be a cold. A very, very small percentage of the people who get it are going to wind up having to be hospitalized. And these are going to be people in the two classes that I've talked about before. They've got a suppressed immune system. Their bodies, for whatever reason, aren't able to fight off any virus, or they already have respiratory damage due to pre-existing conditions, which makes them susceptible to uh, pneumonia. So these are the two groups of people that are going to have problems. Again, we live in the United States of America. We have a fantastic healthcare system. And what that means is the majority of that small number of cases that are going into the hospital are going to come out of the hospital in a few days to a couple of weeks, and they're going to be fine. Okay, so now that we've got the numbers down and you recognize, at least I hope you do, that COVID-19 is not a personal threat. It can be a threat if you carry it into someone who is vulnerable. So that's where we're going to talk about. Let's talk about prevention for you, for you and for the people you love. How do we keep from spreading the disease? The CDC has a couple of very common sense, basic recommendations. Number one, if you're sick, stay home. Common sense, right? If you're sick, stay home. We should be doing that anyway. Number two, wash your hands. Use hand sanitizer. Again, if you waited until now to decide that washing your hands is a good idea, COVID-19 is not really your problem, is it? Wash your hands. Number three, cover your cough. Very simple. Now, when I was a kid, I was taught you cover your mouth when you cough. Then we realized that you cover your mouth when you cough, and then you go to shake somebody's hand. Any bad plan. So, how do we cover our cough now? Into the elbow. Okay? I don't shake elbows with people. I've never seen anybody shake elbows. So, cough into your shoulder. No problem. And then, if don't hang out with sick people. Okay? Don't hang out with sick people. That's what the CDC is recommending. All right. They're not recommending quarantining whole towns or counties, which is what's happening in Washington state. And I believe in Oregon as well. All right. They're not recommending that. Why? Because like I said, with that long lead time, quarantine is not going to be all that effective, which is why we're seeing it everywhere the way we are right now. All right. So we're almost out of time. 
and I've been talking and talking and talking, and I apologize. The last thing I want to cover before we close is the idea of being prepared, all right? Preparing is a good thing, and you should be doing it at all times anyway. Uh, I went out and did my weekly grocery shopping just to top off the house. We normally keep two to three weeks of groceries in the house anyway. I bumped that up just because of the dominoes that I see falling. So now I've got about three to four weeks worth of groceries in the house, okay? I spent about 150 bucks, and that was enough to get me bumped up to my four weeks. So, and that just tells you how I keep my, my pantry. And it's not some, you know, I'm not a prepper. I don't have a whole wing of my house set up for uh, survival foods, but I do keep enough food on hand in the case of its short-term disruption, we're going to be fine. And that's just a good way to go through life. So if you haven't done that, what do you need to do right now? All right, let's keep it very simple. There are three things that we talk about when we want to talk about getting through a short-term disruption. The two most important, important are, we call them bees, beans, band-aids, okay? First aid and food. So you can be two Fs. So let's talk about that, beans. The foods that we want to bring into the house are foods that meet a couple of criteria. One, shelf stable. They don't need refrigeration or freezing. They can keep at room temperature for an indefinite period of time. Two, they need to have a lot of calories, okay? This is not a time to be on a diet. So we want food that's going to have a good caloric load. And three, we want it to be nutrient dense. We want it to be good for us. So if you were dreaming of Twinkies, skip the Twinkies, okay? They meet two, they'll last forever, got plenty of calories, got no nutrition whatsoever, but they do kind of taste good. So uh, pastas, rices, grains, beans, that's where we go with the B, beans, good nutritious foods that we're gonna hang out and last you for a while. And then Band-Aids, basic first aid kit. If you've got that, and then the third thing is water. Make sure you've got a good source of clean water. If you've got that, you can ride out anything for a couple of weeks. You don't need to go to the store, back your rented U-Haul up to Costco and empty out the shelves of toilet paper. If you spend all your money on toilet paper, you don't get any food, that's a self-fixing problem. You won't need the toilet paper because you won't have any food, okay? So let's summarize and kind of put all this together. It's a cold. That's the first thing to think about. It's a cold. That's what it is. COVID-19 is a cold. If you wake up every morning and you tell yourself, COVID-19 is a cold, you're gonna go through life with a much happier attitude. Two, the people that are at risk need to take additional precautions. The rest of us need to just act like it's cold and flu season. Cover your cough, wash your hands, stay home if you're sick, okay? Three, if you want to be prepared for a short-term interruption, concentrate on the basics, don't get fancy, don't spend a lot of money, don't go out and panic buy, just Act like you're getting your house ready for two, the next two weeks, and you're good to go, okay? All right, haven't gotten any questions. I hope that this helps. I hope you understand a little bit about what uh, COVID-19 is. Like I said, it's a cold. Uh, the last thing I'm gonna do before I close is just talk a little bit about the political environment around this. And I'm not talking about as far as party politics, because I don't even wanna go in that direction. I'm just gonna talk about how things look and how things happen. President Trump the other day said, we're going to ban all incoming travel from Europe, okay? He did that for a couple of reasons. One, Europe has a 
good uh, infection rate going on right now. They have an issue. And by saying, yeah, we're not going to bring you guys in here, what he's saying is we're going to have our problem. We're going to deal with our problem. We're not going to add to it. Okay. Is that going to be effective? Yeah. But more importantly, there's an optics here. There's an appearance. It's not doing something for the sake of doing something, but it is a way to signal we are taking this crisis seriously. We are taking COVID-19 seriously, and we're going to make sure that we move on and that we protect our people. Now, the problem with this, remember I was talking about dominoes before, this was the first domino. Because when President Trump closed the uh, European travel, he said, COVID-19 is real and we have to do something. So that started everybody else thinking, well, he's doing something. Maybe we ought to do something. So without any more input, now we're getting sports shutting down. And then another sport shuts down. The NBA shuts down. Major League Baseball shuts down. Pro golf shuts down. NASCAR gets rid of their fans. Well, they've been doing that for a long time anyway. Major League Soccer, the XFL, and then Broadway, and then Disney. Okay, it builds, these events build a momentum of their own. And the average person sitting back is saying, well, wow, what do they know that I don't? What's going on that's causing all them to shut down? And what we have to remember, what we have to keep focused on is each and every domino is reacting not to anything outside, but to the domino that knocks them down. So it's just a string. Nothing is changing. People are reacting not to COVID-19, but to Major League Baseball shut down. Oh, well, now the NBA says, well, Major League Baseball shut down. We need to shut down. Okay, if you see what I'm saying, it's not related to COVID-19. That's, that's the mover, but it's based on, well, these guys are shutting down. Maybe we should shut down. And part of that is there's a very real fear, and it's not just a fear, it's a reality. If they don't shut down and somebody gets sick, now they've got a legal liability. Now they can be sued, and that's harsh, okay? So they're protecting themselves. I can't blame them for that, but at the same time, what I don't want is for you to panic because you see all these people shutting down and you start thinking, well, what do they know that I don't know? And the answer is nothing. They just know they have a legal liability, and if they don't shut down when all these other people have shut down, they can be hung out to dry and they're going to protect themselves from that. All right, that's about all the time we've got. Sorry we didn't talk about a lot of sports, but not a lot of sports to talk about right now. So, cover your cough. Don't hang out with sick people. Hang out with us on YouTube instead. All right, thanks everybody. This is Rich Haley. You've been watching the Mountain Fun Life channel. This is Sports in the Smokies. Remember to check in with us next week, Monday and Tuesday. We're back with Frank and Kira on Morning in the Mountains. Wednesday, we've got an entertainment show. Then Thursday is Ask Frank Live, and then I'll be back here Friday, and I'll talk about something. Not sure what. All right, y'all have a great weekend. If we get any important information, obviously we'll post it on our Facebook page as soon as we get it as far as closings and reschedulings, and we'll keep you up to date as best we can. Once again, this is Rich Haley for Mountain Fun Life Channel, and we'll see you next week.